0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Grow with Cora podcast where we interview marketers on how and why they use Quora. I'm your host, JD Prater. And today we're gonna to do things slightly different. We're gonna be talking with the founder and CEO of Law Trades, Rod Ahmed. And he started his company back in 2016 and has been investing pretty heavily in Quora. So we're gonna learn a little bit more about his story and why he's chosen to invest in Quora. Rod thanks for coming on the show, man.
1: Hey man, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, uh, pretty excited to learn a little bit more about your story. But first off, uh, tell me a little bit more about Law Trades. What you guys got going on? Yeah,
1: so essentially Law Trades is a marketplace platform that helps businesses find, hire, and work with lawyers over the internet. Um, So on one side of our business, uh, we help attorneys basically build and scale virtual law firms um, all online and provide them with a um, new source of revenue where they can work from wherever, set their own hours and pick and choose their own clients. And on the other side, uh, we help companies um, to, you know, one to to five employee companies all the way up to Fortune 10 companies uh, find the right lawyer. Um, We allow them to hire them through our platform and manage that experience through our software tools.
0: Now, when I'm thinking about lawyers, finding lawyers, hiring lawyers, I'm not exactly thinking about Cora. So why does Quora make sense for you as a newer startup, but also like really focusing on like lawyers and finding lawyers?
1: Yeah. Um, I think one of the great parts about Quora is that there's a lot of curious people on there. Um, and I remember when I first had the idea of law trades, I was, I was a little bit hesitant on like whether, You know, there was an actual pain point really there of people, you know, finding, needing to find a lawyer or people needing to hire them or and and all that stuff. And it wasn't until I stumbled on Quora um, a couple of years back and I signed up for an account and I just did a quick search on like, I don't know, like legal or something like that. And there was like thousands and thousands of different questions. And that to me was kind of like a little bit of a light bulb moment. To you know, actually be able to maybe use this as sort of a launching pad for law trades, and you know, I, I, when I try to explain to people how we got started, I think of a little bit of how you know Airbnb's story of how they sort of piggybacked off of Craigslist by posting their housing listings on Craigslist and then driving traffic to their to their site. Um, we kind of did the same thing with Cora, where we answered a bunch of legal questions, we we got a ton of traffic to the site, and then we built the product around how people interacted with it. Um, and yeah, that's just, that's kind of how it it really started. And even to this day, we still, we're still pretty active on the platform.
0: That's awesome, man. Now, whenever you say a ton of traffic, like how does this relate to other channels coming in?
1: I think Quora hands down is probably our number one source of referral traffic and, and our number one source from all of social media. Um, by like a pretty, pretty big uh, margin. Um, so we're pretty active on Twitter. We're pretty active on Facebook and, you know, and, and LinkedIn and all of that. And similar to probably most people, my gut was like, all right, if I'm trying to cater to businesses who are looking for lawyers, maybe it's LinkedIn that's the right platform to to start investing in publishing. But it actually turned out to be Quora that, 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 that drive us essentially the most unique visitors pretty consistently month over month.
0: That's awesome, man. So when we talk about driving that referral traffic, number one source, number one source from social media. And when we talk about investing, now you've written 2,200 answers, man. Like, wow, that, that's like really impressive. How are you like thinking through these questions that you're actually answering?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah I mean, it's kind of crazy to like look at it now and see that ginormous number. When I remember at a time when I first discovered Quora, I was i was i was I was kind of intimidated by the platform. um you know, i I was kind of scared to even just like I, I would I would write all these drafts and never end up publishing it and to think to think about that time a couple of years ago to where I am now it's 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 you know it's it's a huge change. There are a couple of techniques that I use to find the right questions to answer. I would say in the beginning, if you're just sort of starting off, um, just just answer questions that genuinely just interest you I think just getting into the habit of writing and publishing and posting you know should you should just do that like forget about metrics forget about like you know some end goal of visitors just get into the habit of like looking at interesting questions and just answering them Um, and once you can kind of get into the habit of like waking up every morning and maybe doing one or two or you know whatever once a week it doesn't it doesn't really matter but once you can build that muscle um, then you can get a little bit technical in terms of finding right like the right questions that have the highest probability of driving the most traffic to your site um, so I'm happy to kind of go into that if, if you think that's 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 interesting
0: yeah, let's break it down man I mean you've got ten million views on your an answer yeah so yeah, yeah, break it down for us
1: yeah, for sure so when, when, you, when you first line on Quora, um, I like to look at a couple of different things. Um, first of all, the question should in some way, shape, or form um, overlap your business, right? Maybe not directly, maybe not, you know, a question, for example, for us, like, how do I hire a lawyer online, right? You're not going to find too many of those. But you might find someone that's like, what's the difference between a copyright and trademark, right? So there's a little bit of an overlap. Um, and then you want to, you want to kind of save these questions. Um, you can use their answer later feature and that just curates them into your dashboard and, and and you can do that. Um, then I do a second form of refinement, which is looking at the follower count on the question. So Cora has a thing where you, you can see how many people are actually following this question. And then you can also take a look at how many views this question has gotten. So the reason why the follower count is important is basically, you know, the way that Quora works is, after you answer this question, basically, almost like a thousand, whatever amount of followers that are following it are going to get some kind of notification that you answered this question. Um, so that's like right off the bat, immediate sort of exposure right there through Quora's system. Um, the second thing that I look at, which I think is like um, super important, is the number of views. And typically, um, what a high view question signals to me is that it's pretty high ranking somewhere on Google search. So um, this is when we kind of get into like an, an SEO type play a little bit. So if you see something with a lot of views, and you see something that overlaps a, you know, a topic within your business, and you see a high follower count, the next step is to maybe just do a quick Google search on a couple of keywords that's related to that question and see where it's actually ranked up. Because if it's somewhere in the ten thousand plus or fifteen thousand, I've I've answered questions with a hundred thousand plus views. It's 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 getting a lot of SEO traffic from somewhere from some kind of keyword um, on Google, and then I just you know then then you kind of go in there and 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 you answer it. And there's a whole sort of thought process behind how you answer these questions. So you want to be as helpful as possible right off the bat, right? Like spammy questions or just talking about yourself and being overly salesy um, just doesn't work because you won't get the upvotes to actually get your answer to being number one. And that's also super important, right? Like being number one on a lucrative, horror question, it can be like thousands of dollars of revenue for you right there. I know there's, there's a few questions for us that like, you know, because we were ranked that high, it, it led to literally money um, that, that kind of came to us, basically, especially in the early days. But you want to you wanna keep the answer helpful, talk about the problem, intrigue the user, tell it like a story, um, and then you know, it, towards the end of it or towards the middle of it, link it to a relevant blog post that maybe that's on your site. And if it's helpful, then link it to a specific page on, on, your, on your website. So we, we like to answer the legal question. Give some re- related links, and then we, we give them a call to action towards the end. That if they do want to hire a lawyer, now that they know this information, this is the thing that they can do.
0: With a lot of marketers, they're really you know focused on that link. They really want that link coming back to their website. Do you always try to include a link back to the website for all your answers, or is that just on the ones where it makes sense for that call to action?
1: So I try to I I try to fit it. I um. Most of the time, you know, for example, sometimes I might answer a question on accounting, and you know, we don't directly help people hire accountants, but you know, it's something that our small business segment will probably like to read, um, and maybe I'll just link it to like a relevant blog post or something. And there, are, there are some questions I don't link at all um, because it just doesn't make sense, and I and I kind of trust that the person will get you know enough value that they will sort of type in the website themselves and go to it themselves when, when they're ready. So you kind of want to, you kind of want to do a mix, but you know um, you, you should pick a topic where it does make sense to like kind of mention your service. That's kind of like a good test to see if like the questions that you're answering is aligning with your overall sort of content strategy. Yeah. I would say it's, it's not mandatory, but it, but it definitely does help. And the other thing to keep in mind too is like, by just having a backlink on Quora it doesn't mean like you're getting a ton of like link building credit from SEO, right? Because Cora is like no follow links. So like you can't just go on and just link your website a bunch of times and then just expect like Google to be like ranking you number one. Um, Cause you're sort of self doing it that that's, that's not really the key and that's not really the play at Cora. If you're doing that, then you're, you've already lost. Um, the key to Quora is like, is, is how it blends SEO with content marketing with community and a really active community. And, and and the best way to really hit all of those things is just to be as helpful and as valuable as possible as often as possible. And that's that you know, that's kind of that strategy that sort of work for us.
0: Yeah, you mentioned this this often piece of it. And it's something that we've hit on before in other episodes with this consistency aspect. Do you have this often or consistency? You know, you're talking about your daily routine. Are, are you trying to get in there at least once a day? Or is there a certain number that you're trying to hit as far as answering questions?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we, we produce a lot of content, I think, for a typical startup. Um, you know, I, as yeah, as you could probably see, like the, the, the traction that we're that you know that we're we're getting on Quora. But I mean I, I often sometimes like tell people we're, we're we're a content publishing company that happens to just sell legal services. So every week just within within the company we try to publish between seventy to hundred pieces of new content. And it, you know, it wasn't like that in, in, in the beginning. We just kind of got better and better at it. And you know we have like a team now, we have like a you know small content team of like two people, um, basically including myself. that includes quora. yeah, so it's not like a seventy to hundred exclusively quora like I, I I look at content as like there's each is a piece is a piece of that puzzle to equate to a hundred pieces of content published. So that can be an email newsletter, that could be a regular blog post, that could be a quora answer, that could be a reddit comment, that could be a YouTube video, that could be a SoundCloud, like little sound bit, like, you know, we, we try to just get really clever and try to spread our sort of knowledge as, as you know, to as many platforms as possible. But I would say Quora is definitely like um, a super important one that we prioritize above um, most of them. So I would say in any given week, we'll probably answer maybe like, you know, on the low end, 10 questions on, on the high end, maybe 30 or so. And sometimes questions are, some questions just require a short answer, right? Like, that, that's the thing. That's the thing I like about Quora is, like, when you, when you read about SEO and, and, and marketing and blogging, you know, there's all these hard and fast rules about it needs to be 500 words and it needs to be, you know, your, your keyword density and, like, and like and, and, uh, and your headline and all of that. Like, like, the best part of Quora is, like, you don't have to think of your topic. Right? You don't have to think about your blog title. Like it's, it's all there for you. It's all crowdsourced for you. And that saves a lot of time. If you think about you know, one person answering questions on Quora and one person thinking about blog posts by themselves and like writing it out, it's infinitely more efficient to publish at Quora because you can do it so rapidly because the community just sources the questions for you. And then it doesn't become as much about the word count as it is again, like driving value to the user, right? If we think we can answer a core question in three sentences of like what they should in- incorporate their business as an LLC or C corp, we'll answer it in like two and a half, right? We want it to be we want it to be super valuable to the users. We're not necessarily thinking about SEO, right? But alternatively, there's a question that has like two hundred thousand views and ten thousand or five thousand followers, and and, it's a, and it requires a little bit more thought. Then, then we'll write out like maybe a thousand word answer that, that sort of helps us get, maximize our upvotes and also maximize our, our, our search traffic. And um, the reason why being also number one, I just thought about this being number one upvoted matters is that you get a lot of that SEO traffic that comes from Google. Um, so, you know, Quora is, is amazing in terms of like SEO because they built the site where it crawls really well and it's, it's, there's always pages being published. So if you happen to be number one, and someone visits this link, and they're not a Quora user, I believe they still do this, Um, it will still show you the first or second answer, but it won't show you the rest. So you actually get not only just traffic from Quora, but just Google traffic in general for people who don't even sign up for a Quora answer. So that's, that's, I think, like a powerful sort of like little tip that we discovered and kind of tried to optimize for over the years
0: yeah definitely especially trying to rank on Google in that first page has to be so tricky because you 're probably competing with that local pack of like lawyers in my in New York City, like where you are right but you 're also trying yeah. to compete with terms that rank really well right and so mm-hmm. being able to utilize core for that definitely makes sense. Another question that I had for you, so i mean I know that you 're founder CEO of law trades, but are you a lawyer by trade you know because I think a lot of people are intimidated to write about their company and to write about their business when they're not exactly the expert, if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, I graduated law school and I, um, I got my degree, <laughs> but I never ended up practicing law in the traditional sense of working at a big firm or opening up my own practice. I think a lot of what I wanted when I graduated law school was what I built on law trades now, which is like being able to like travel and deliver legal services online and get paid for it, like and set my own hours and work with whoever I want. Um, that didn't exist, so that's why I kind of just made the shift into trying to, you know, attempt to build something like that with the hope that it'll work out. And if not, I can always just, you know, just become become a become a regular lawyer. So that's definitely helped, right? Um, you know, I remember in the early days, I w- I, I, um of, of writing on Quora, I would like. I would open up my notes from law school and old textbooks I've had, and like would literally research, you know, the answers to these questions and type them up and hit send. And, and, you know, again, it comes back down to like just creating that habit of writing where, like, if you don't, if you don't sort of work out that muscle, it's always gonna seem a little bit intimidating. And, you know, no matter what people say, it always feels a little bit weird just talking about your business or just, you know, like giving like a call to action at the end. But after you do it, like, in my case, two thousand three hundred and six times. Then you know you you know it's sort of like a win win situation, right? Like you give the user the answer that they're looking for without having to like make them you know drive to some law office or or pay like you know a thousand dollars on retainer just to get like a quick answer. Um, so, so so we solve that problem, and then in turn they pay you back by actually visiting your site and hopefully. You know, if you, if you have product market fit, then the solution that you're offering should just be a nice segue from them reading your, your answer, right? The answer should inspire them to take that action on your website. So it doesn't become kind of like only just talking about your company and stuffing it down their throat or bombarding them with banner ads or anything like that. You're actually just, our marketing is just helping
0: people. Oh man. Speaking my language on that one, marketing just helping people, I really love that. It's, it's a classic, but it's also completely underutilized or at least uh, maybe misrepresented from a lot of marketers. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that because <laughs> I completely agree with you 100% on that one. I'm glad that you brought that up and really providing the value. that should be our number one goal for marketers because I think a lot of people uh, are hesitant on, to write on core because they want to own the traffic, right? And I think you gave some really good tips. One thing I wanted to, to kind of drill down into is you're talking about inspiring people. You're talking about your answer, you know, should it kind of like provide this value? Is, is there anything that you, you know, specifically, I mean, like very tactically try to do within your answer for like a, a common recipe, if you will, you know, do a little bit of this, do a little bit of that, and hopefully you'll get this result.
1: Yeah, just, just on a high level, I think there there's a similar kind of structure um, that I like to follow um, or, or rules or however way you want to sort of see it. Um, so I think when you're first writing the question, uh, just, just from a sense of, 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 of tonality, you want to be speaking to that individual, to that person, right? Um, and that was a little bit of like an adjustment from... Um, how we wrote all of our blog posts, Right when you write a blog post, it's kind of like this authoritative voice, and you're kind of just talking to like, you know, almost like a sea of sort of Google, Googlers, people that are sort of searching for your answer. And it's not very personable. So what I like to do on Quora is to just like, make the answer sort of really tailored towards the question that's being asked. And, and that person like kind of like a one to one conversation. And I try to answer this question, um, you know, sometimes in an entertaining way where it's kind of like a little bit like light and, um, you know, um, if, if, if it's appropriate, maybe like a joke or something or, or other times it's, you know, it's 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 probably a little bit more serious. And But I always try to keep it in the format of like a story, right? And um, I think some of the best writers are on, on core and, and I actually go on core and I look at like other people and like, you know, people that have, like 20 million answer views, like how do they write? How do the 50 million answer views like write, right? So there's like this kind of, you can spend all day just on the site really analyzing and researching how other people do it. And what I've come down to is be personable, tell it like a story, don't mention your company or your link upfront, just give them that advice um, as succinctly as possible. And then as you're going through it towards the end, I like to put some kind of call to action That's like, hey, now that we've sort of answered this question, the next logical step is probably doing X, Y, and Z. And Z is probably where we can help you out the most and um, visit this landing page. And usually the landing page is also even tailored to the topic or the question to a certain extent, right? So we've built out certain pages for certain topics um, on Quora because it further sort of Leads to more reading, right, to eventually get them to convert. So I think that's super important too. Like, you don't want to just always just send people to your homepage, even though that's the easy thing to do. And then um, the last thing I would say is probably having some level of tracking um, um, involved in your questions. So that could be, you know, in the URL itself, um, that could be just through Google Analytics, or, you know, that could be through whatever analytics tool that you're doing. Um, And then just constantly kind of like refining it, right? The good part about Quora is like you get an immediate feedback loop, right? If your question is good, people are going to share it. People are going to tweet it. People are going to upvote it. And you, you can see how many views it gets, right? So you get like this instant feedback loop that sort of blogging doesn't give you. Um, and then you just, you just got it. You just improve um, every single day from, from, from the immediate feedback that you're getting. Quora to me is almost just like a system. It's just systemized, you know, right. and it's, and it's built to be optimized every day. Um, uh, you know, we we have we have now uh you know someone that literally goes through each question and you know uses these these cues, these stats to just plug them onto a spreadsheet um and then you know organize it based on like our hypothesis of like what will do good, what will not. And then oftentimes it, it kind of it gives us ideas for new services that we can launch within it, right? It's like it's such a good like product market fit tool, right? I know like a lot of the stuff we talked about is like on, on in terms of marketing, but it really does help us guide to like what is that next feature or product that we want to build, and like what is that you know where is the activity on Cora going to, right? If we ever wanted to, for example, expand to bookkeeping or accounting, the first thing that I would do is like go on Quora look up that topic and just see how much you know how engaged or how many questions are being asked on that and um and look at other answers and try to like level that up right um and it's it's a very it's a a very kind of like an analyst like role almost but like we're kind of use quora to help us you know go in that direction versus like blindly just being like all right we want to start doing divorce law now right um 'Cause you can't you can't compete with diver- divorce law firms on Google, right? They've been around for ten years, LegalZoom's been around for twenty years. They've dominated SEO. And like when you're a startup and like you need to show investors results really quickly, they don't get SEO. They don't get that it takes like a year to really build out like an ironclad SEO strategy. Quora is one of those like rare things where you can get that instant hit from like the people that are following it, and then you you, you do something with that audience to like loop them into more of your content, loop them into more of their answers. And, you know, we didn't we didn't get into when people follow you on Quora. But that too, is like saves us from doing like, email digest newsletters, right? Because once you follow someone in Quora, it it automatically surfaces the best answers to them. And so many people write in just being like, Hey, I've read like 50 of your Quora answers. And now I'm like, ready to like use a lawyer. And like, I was like, shoot, like, that's how many, sometimes that's how many questions it takes, because people want to do their own research. And they kind of go down this rabbit hole of like looking up questions, looking up answers where, you know, and that's why, as you can imagine, it, it's, it is a long-term strategy because it's not just pushing, you know, one answer or two answers. Like it has to be like a story, a whole big kind of thing to actually like dominate the platform.
0: Well, we're asking all, everyone that's visited the Grow With Cora podcast, what is one thing that marketers can do today to help them be successful tomorrow? What kind of tips do you got?
1: I would say definitely get organized with your long-term content strategy plan. I think that, you know, for us, we have our entire year's worth of content already planned out. We, we know which topics we want to write more for. We know which topics we want to write less for. And, you know, it, it really, you know, it's, it's kind of like content product fit almost, Right. You write a bunch of content and you do a bunch of marketing, but sometimes the angle or 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 the thing that you're marketing is not quite exactly what brings in the most revenue to your company. It might get some, you know, some visitors, might get some whatever, but there's this constant sort of feedback loop that we change. It's not like we have one year planned out and we don't like change it at all. We have one year planned out, but um, we, every week we look at feedback, we look at data, we look at seeing what's working, what's not. And I think that get using a tool, we like to use Asana to sort of like create like almost like a topic library with a bunch of different topics. We like to um, have a content calendar. We like to set weekly goals, like I said, of how many we want to publish, right? So we'll look at how much we, how much, let's say, for example, with Quora, how many answers we answered last year. Now we're like, okay, how do we 5x that or 10x that? And, and then what does that equate to in terms of a daily output? So I think that, really looking at, for example, 2020 and being like, where do we want to go? Whether it's traffic, revenue, users, whatever, and then working backwards on how much, how many pieces of content or marketing do we need to do in order to achieve that? And, and, and just play for the long, long game, right? Like content is hard. You got to be super patient with content, but you know, don't give up after like three months, you know, don't give up after like six months. Um, You know, SEO content, even Quora, it's a tricky thing. But just as long as you think that you are still providing value to at least one person on the internet, then, you know, keep going with that.
0: Coming from the person that's written 20, over 2,200 answers, racked up 10 million views. Rod, thanks for coming on the podcast. And for those listening, if you are interested in learning more, head over to lawtrades.com slash Cora. That's lawtrades.com slash Cora. And make sure that you are subscribing to get the latest episodes delivered wherever you listen. In the meantime, head on over to cora.com slash business to get started today. We'll see you next week.